BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, I'm Whitney Port and this is With Wit. A lot of you may know me from reality TV and the reality is a lot's happened since the hills. With Wit is dedicated to having real, raw, and occasionally ridiculous conversations with the people who have had a profound impact on me. Life-changing moments, life-changing people. Because on With Wit, very little is off limits. Hi, everyone. Welcome to With Wit. So excited to share this episode with you. My chat with Jamie was so enlightening and such an awesome way to start my weekend. I just loved her vibe. She's a writer, designer, digital course creator, and creative consultant. Her writing has been seen across the internet for over a decade, from her early days of personal blogging all the way to features in Teen Vogue, HuffPo, Complex, and so much more. She recently wrote a book called Radically Content, which is the culmination of years of personal growth and healing. We really dig deep into how being curious about things instead of being anxious about things and spiraling about things was important. And we talked about how comparing ourselves to others is just a dangerous, dangerous game, how we should really trust ourselves, how self-love can lighten up our life and how it can really turn into actual joy and happiness. Here is Jamie. I found you and was just like immediately drawn to you, felt like your messaging was just so powerful and felt like everyone who listens to this podcast needed a funnel into it. So I'm just so excited to have you on. And we're all about the self-love, self-trust business. And while I work on it daily, it is one of the hardest things to actually get to and feel. So I first want to just start out by like how you got into essentially like this self-love, self-trust business, if you will. Yeah, that's a great question. I feel like I fell into it probably the same way most people fall into it and that I didn't love myself (laughs) or trust myself or, you know, it was like, this was my thing that Mm -hmm. it was very hard for me to regard myself in any kind of positive way. I really believed that if you're hard on yourself, you'll do more, get more, strive more, hustle more and never stop, which then maybe I'll be able to earn the feeling that I hoped would come of like, I'm good enough now, you know? Mm -hmm. And that was my entire 
thinking without really thinking it, you know, it was just on autopilot that I really believed. Like I had done so much inner work, but that was the one that just stuck. Cause I was so afraid to let that go. Right. And so I told myself there was like this moment in around like 2016, 2017, where I was like, I, I think you got to figure out, I, this is the way I talk to myself. I'm very like a little tough love. I'm like, I think yeah. you got to figure out a way to actually maybe love yourself without all these conditions on it. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was just like, I don't get that. You know, like how, how am I going to be able to do that? And the big thing was recognizing that like I had been trying to like achieve my way into self-love, like once it all adds up and, you know, once it looks a certain way or I get enough compliments or praise or followers or something, mm-hmm. then how could I not love myself then? And it was really me recognizing, like I'm avoiding the inner work and the inner reckoning and healing that needs to happen. And I think the reason why it's so hard for us all, like, cause it's like, it's kind of sneaky. That self-love sounds really great, right? Like we're like, oh, self-love. But actually in order to like self-love, you have to look at like why you self-hate, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, you have to look at all the reasons why loving yourself is not, it, you don't feel that it's the default or natural or easy or anything like that. When, I mean, granted, I believe that we should all grow up in a world where we learn to love ourselves and regard ourselves with positive intent, but you know, that's not the world we're in right now. And and so, you know, we have to learn how to love ourselves in a world that teaches us to doubt and not love ourselves, Mm -hmm. which can be hard, which is why I think we have this kind of cultural reckoning that's happening now where people are recognizing, maybe I've been trying to earn my way into happiness Mm -hmm. and love. Mm -hmm. And what my work is really all about is letting people know that like, well, one, you've been taught to think like this. So it's not all on you. That's the thing with self-help. Sometimes I feel like it, it, it's like, it's all you, babe. You know, and you're like, totally. And you feel like you've exactly, you feel like, oh my God, I'm this troubled person. But then you realize that all of these quote issues that you think you have date back to certain conditioning from when you were a child that like you didn't have any control over and you have to somehow get your way out of. So I think that's like totally what you're saying is sort of the first step. Like don't always blame yourself immediately. Right. Right. It's like you, this is the thing we take it on, especially women, because we're like, we'll take on all the blame. Sure. Like no one else is accountable to anything except ourselves. And it's just like, we take it all on and we say, I'm the broken one. Why can't I just love myself? It's like, right. Well, I mean, the whole world is set up. Like society is set up for you to literally doubt yourself all the time. A hundred percent or to do a million things so that you don't ever feel like you're amazing at any of them. And you're kind of just like flailing. And then of course you're not going to feel good about yourself. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's like, it's a trap. And I think some of the stuff that I, I believe that it's very empowering to tell people you are your solution, but I don't think it's empowering to say you are the problem. Like you started this. It's like, as if all us women, we all woke up one day and we were like, let's all hate ourselves. And it was all different. And we all had different reasons. It's like, no, we all like we were, we, it was embedded in us. And that's, been very, a very important part of my work is 
really dissecting a lot of the cultural norms and a lot of the things that were taught so that Mm -hmm. people feel like, oh, okay. It's not all on me. Like I didn't, I didn't ask for this. And I, and there's not something wrong with me that I feel this way. Or like, I just haven't found, cause you know, a lot of things that are sold to us is like, you just haven't found the magic pill that's Mm going to take this away. Or you like, or you haven't done enough yet to earn the right to think of yourself highly. It's like, you don't have to do anything in order to do that. Like you exist, you know, (laughs) it's just like, I think that's, what's the hardest part is that we're defining ourselves so much based on just like our physical acts or how we're perceived. And it's not enough for us to just like exist. You know, it's not, it's not enough for us to just like be happy and like, like we all have this feeling of needing to exert the most, be the most, like do the most, be the most successful. And it's really hard. It's really, really hard to separate that. Oh, it really is. It really is. And see, another thing that I always like pull in is because there's a lot of schools of thought. There's either like this hustle, 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 never stop, keep grinding mentality. And then there's the like, just be like, sit on a park bench and just be, and you're like, I don't want either of those things, but where's the middle. And I was like, I'm the middle. Like I'm going to, I'm going to tell people what the middle is. The middle is like, of course we want to do things in our lives. Like we're given gifts, we're given interests, we're given artistic abilities, whatever that we have creativity to make manifest things in the world, you know, like that's, that's part of it. So to, to say like, don't do anything. A lot of people in that too much rest, too much idleness will feel a lot of not great things, right? That's right. So it's like, that's true. We can all have ambition, but it's when it's turned into something very harmful and toxic, which is that, right. like what you're saying of the never stop, always be the best. Like, how can we, I, I'm like, I try to look at it. I'm like, how can we all be the best? Like it's, right. it, there's only one, you know, it's just like, why are we all, how are we all going to dominate in our industries or like build huge empires and have like, how are we all going to do that? Right, right, right. Like there's not space for obviously for all of that. And like, it, it sort of feels that way in this world right now. Like every person is trying to become their own little mini empire, or at least maybe that just feels like the world I'm living in. Yes. But it's just, it's unhealthy and you're right. It has an effect on the other aspects of your life that when you really look at your priorities are way more important, you know, like your relationships with your, with your family, with your partner, with your children, with your friends, like those are really the relationships and the things that you should be pouring the time and the love into. I mean, not to say like you were saying that you shouldn't be pouring some light and love into your ambition as well, but your whole like self-worth shouldn't be tied up in your ambition, which I totally I'm like constantly trying to remember when I start to like add more into my life and think that I'm not enough or think I have to reinvent myself or, you know, like all these things, like these fears, then being a a mom, hopefully eventually too, and being everything that I want to do in the workplace, get out of the future and just like exist as you are right now. I don't know. I would guess my next question is like, 
what would be your first step for someone who feels like they are aware that they're maybe not talking to themselves nicely or spiraling into the future too much or not trusting themselves enough? Like, what would you say is the first step towards like getting out of that? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I want to say first that a big reason why it's hard to feel that same sense of sort of quote unquote accomplishment or worth and Mm -hmm. value out of our relationships and stuff is because it's not measurable. So Uh why we get obsessed is because we have a culture that's obsessed with measures. Like you'll see once you start recognizing everything is being measured, you see it in every media headline, every single thing, like even look at celebrities, there's a list, there's D list. It's all being measured by like who, what, right. 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 But so there's this, that's why we get really obsessive is because true. I didn't think about that aspect of it, of like the grading or the numeral aspect of it, but it is like this subconscious part of how we view people. Yeah. Because we can, we can assign like with our friends where we hope we're not like assigning grades and values to each of them. We just like experience them, but when we are able to put a metric value on something. It's when I think our brains start doing some really nasty things of like where our worth is, why it can feel so confusing of like, well, I know that I need to be spending more presence and time here, but why am I so obsessed with my follower count or like, or, or my bank account? It's like, because these are measurable things that then we see someone else with like, you have a million followers. The next person might have 10 million. And you're like, well, what, you know? So that's the first thing is noticing that like things are constantly being measured and it's, and it's told to us, like even something as innocuous as like 18 under 18 lists or 30 under 30 lists, like everything's being measured this way. And we're like caught in this system of measuring and metrics and everything. So that's the first thing. The second, like what you're saying about how to be like, how to get out from that spiral. Something that I talk about a lot is like, what we tell people to do when we don't understand people <laughs> is like, we tell them to go from like self-loathing and obsessive negative talk to like self-love. And it's just like compassion. And it's like, that's a very big leap. So what's the bridge? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't we need a bridge? Like we can't just leap over a cliff and be like, mm, am I being, what am I doing? Where am I? So the bridge to me is always taking all those thoughts that are like, Like you can imagine, you can probably say that every single thought that makes you feel bad is a judgment. So let's just call a spade a spade. It's you judging yourself, right? Mm -hmm. Whether you're using the judgment you've been taught, it's still judgment, right? And so I go, what I do is when I have a judging thought and they still come up for me, of course, I'm human. I go swiftly into curiosity and curiosity is the same question asked in a totally different way. So why am I feeling this way? Oh, I'm so annoyed that I feel this way. I'm having doubts again. Oh my God. Like I'm, I'm caught in this again, transmuted into why am I feeling this way? What's going on with me? Like, what did I just scroll and see? Maybe that made me doubt myself or compare. Let me go back two minutes and see, or two seconds and see if I just clicked on a post or something that made me feel this way or 
why do I feel like, why am I talking to myself in this way? Like interrupting those mm-hmm. thoughts and mm-hmm. it's the exact same questions, but, but as you can see, like whenever you're asking yourself a question and there's a wall that goes up, that's judge, judge mm-hmm. and shame. Cause that mm-hmm. what judge and shame love is that there's no solutions. They love when there's, Oh, you're backed yourself into a corner or, you know, like you're in the hole again, right, right. there you go. Right. But curiosity opens up doors because then you start to see different parts of yourself. You can actually, you can do curiosity. I mean, you can be curious with yourself, like in a voice memo that you never send to anyone or, you know, take out your voice notes app and ask yourself, get a journal, even say it to yourself. You don't, no one has to see it, but it's like, once you start getting really curious with yourself, that I, I think is the gateway and the bridge to starting to feel this like self-trust and self-love. Okay, and now a quick break to hear about one of our amazing sponsors. Okay, OMG, it's party time. It feels like everyone is having a birthday party right now. Sunny is about to turn five this summer. I can't even believe it. He definitely wants a big party. He like definitely now knows about birthday parties and it's all he can kind of talk about. I obviously want it to be fun and special for him and for everyone to be excited as I am. And that's why I am definitely using Evite. Evite offers thousands of free invitation options, all fully customizable for all occasions. Birthdays, weddings, baby showers, whatever you're celebrating virtually or in person. There are thousands of invitation template designs created by their community of professional artists to choose from. Or upload your own unique design. Timmy did this for my birthday party. It was super cute. To really step up your invites, you need to check out their premium invitations. RSVP tracking is included and you can link an Amazon or Target gift registry to your invite for guests to use too. Evite is going to make Sunny's birthday and any occasion we have even more fun and exciting and extra special. They can do the same for all your celebrations too. Head over to evite.com slash with wit to choose from thousands of design options to create and send invitations for free. That's evite.com, E-V-I-T-E dot com slash with wit. Evite.com slash with wit. As you saw on my Instagram, I went skiing for the very first time last week. It was so much fun and we had the absolute best time. I usually don't spend that much time in the mountains or snow, but it was just exactly what we needed to do for sunny spring break and just for us in general. It was like the perfect mix of sporty and relaxing. It was fun to get all cozy in the skiing clothes that I literally had never worn before. But now that we're back, I'm ready for the warm springy weather. It's so hot here and all of the fashion staples that come with it. Bags, dresses, shoes, jewelry. Macy's has the cutest pastel pieces that you can easily incorporate into your spring wardrobe at macy's.com slash your own style. Right now, I personally have my eye on a Calvin Klein backpack that's so cute. It's the ideal mom bag for me for carrying around all of Sunny's stuff, his water bottle, his snacks, all the stuff that I'm carrying around on a weekend on the go. And also there's this really cute pair of pink Vogue sunglasses that I feel like will just be super cute with a t-shirt and jean shorts. Anyways, need some tips on how to tie it all together? Macy's has the most awesome thing. It's the Macy's personal stylist one-on-one in-store It's the coolest thing. You can actually connect with a Macy's personal stylist one-on-one in store 
or chat from the comfort of your own home. Either way, the appointment is catered just to you and whatever you want out of that session. Best of all, it's totally free. So head on over to Macy's.com slash personal stylist to book your appointment today. That's Macy's.com slash personal stylist. Now back to the chat. My other philosophy is that I believe we're really focused on self-love, but like, it's really hard as you can see in like any romantic relationship. I love to use this context because we all understand this, but a romantic relationship, it's really hard to feel love with someone that you don't trust. Like trust is the first thing. Like you see, you start noticing like, oh, this person does what they say they're going to do. Okay. Their actions align with their words. You know, if someone's saying like, I love you. And then they're acting in a way that's in complete opposition to that. You're like, that's not love, (laughs) you know? I mean, or you're confused about what love is. Yeah, exactly. And think of that with our own relationship to ourselves. If we're constantly saying, why don't you love yourself? Try to love yourself, love yourself. It's like, maybe there's some steps before that, before you can, like, if you're not listening to yourself with curiosity, if you're not taking loving action toward yourself, if you're breaking promises to yourself, you're saying, I'm going to get up in the morning and I'm going to do this. And then the morning comes and you're ignoring the thing that you said you're going to do. Either you're putting too much on your plate because it's a self-sabotage move to do that. Yeah. Or you're framing it in a different way. You're framing doing things as like a shame method, like, or like a shame way of saying, like, if you don't do this, there's something wrong with you. As opposed to saying like, wouldn't it be nice to like start my day with my journal? Wow. That sounds really loving. Like that sounds loving. And the more you do loving actions, the more that you say, I'm going to do this. I said, I'm going to do this, this small thing. I'm going to do it consistently. I'm going to keep that promise to myself. The more that you actually build trust, which then inevitably like self-love to me is more of a conclusion as opposed to this thing we can like tell ourselves to feel in the mirror and say like, love yourself. (laughs) Right. That's, and those are sometimes the things that like, I'll go into a little bit of a spiral and then instead of like the curiosity piece, which I hear from you feels like the missing link. I'll be like, no, Whitney, like I'll just go into breathing and then I'll just go into like, you are, you are safe. You are a good person or whatever it is that I need to tell myself, obviously. But I think, yeah, there's that missing link of like, why am I feeling this way? Because if I'm not asking myself that, then I'm never going to get to the root of it. I'm I'm never going to like get through that anxiety or like kind of conquer that specific anxiety, you know? Yeah. It makes sense. Yeah, it does. I mean, because like affirmations, they're really powerful, but Mm -hmm. if we're using it to, you know, using affirmations to sort of shut ourselves down and like, then we feel kind of fragile, you know, it's like, Oh, I can't. Then I have to avoid all the triggers. I have to avoid all the things. And I just have to kind of, it's a little coddling, you know? And I think it's fine to do that. But when you really want to build like emotional resilience and strength, we have to be able to like really listen to ourselves and hear like, what just happened that prompted this? What what am I feeling and what story? Cause this is the other thing. And we all know this, but we don't always pull at the thread of the story, but like, 
every time something happens to us, we filter it through our stories that we have in our mind of like how we're deserved to be treated. And oftentimes what we're most like really emotionally responding to are those stories. And if we don't get to the root of those stories, like then we're going past a bandaid and into like healing the wound, you know? Right. That makes so much sense to me. I think for me, it's, it's the thing that feels so daunting, like, and the the term that you mentioned that I feel like I really do is like that self-sabotage part. And I don't even know that I'm like conscious that I'm doing it, but there are certain things that I feel like I consistently do over and over and then I'll do them and I'll tell myself like, why are you doing this? You said that you weren't going to keep on doing this. And I'm just like not figuring out how to get out of that spiral, especially right now. My thing at the moment is just like focusing and staying on task. I feel like I have this intentionality in the morning to just make sure that whatever I'm doing that I'm paying attention to and I'm not like on my phone while I'm doing it, just like really paying attention and being present. And I'll have that intention, but it is just so hard for me to stick to. And I feel like because of that, I'm just like sabotaging myself and then feeling like I'm just not doing anything well. And just wondering like your thoughts on that and how to get myself maybe sort of out of that situation. Yeah. I mean, it really, I would think starts with even those questions that you were asking or like like saying to yourself, like we said, we weren't going to do this. It's like, you know, that shuts it down again. You know, it's like, but I get it. I'm not saying that from like, I'm on a mountaintop better than everybody. I'm like, I do the same thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I get it. That's where you go. And the thing is, is that once you start saying, okay, what is coming up? Why am I, why am I doing this again? Like, really, what is, what's going on in my head? Like, am I, am I feeling fearful about this next thing that this next task that I'm going to start? Is it something that maybe I'm not like, maybe I'm a beginner at, or maybe I'm not like as fully confident in this as you know, as I want to be, or, you know, even with the phone stuff, I mean, I've, I've really had to change my relationship to my phone in that, like you and I, we both have communities, like we're, we're very online. Right. 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 And it's like, that has value for me. And so I don't want to shame myself every time I go to my phone, but I do want some sort of boundary around it. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, is that when we go into the self-sabotage, why are you doing this again? What's wrong with you? There's no solutions. Like my thing is always, I think the most loving thing is always when solutions start popping up. So when I, instead of going, Oh my God, Jamie, like, why are you going to the phone again? Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, can you go to the phone and then put it away? Or like, what are you feeling about the phone? Like, what are you avoiding? Is there something you're avoiding or, or is it just like, you want to be on your phone, you know? And it's like, cool, you know, answer some messages and talk to people, you know, maybe that's what you want to be doing fully in that moment. Cause like this thing about the presence, it's starting to bug me that people are like, get off your phone and be present. It's like, well, but also there's things happening on the phone that I can be present for. Like these are real people that are messaging and commenting. And I don't have to answer every single one, but also it's like, that's value. That has value to me too, to connect with people. Like 
not just in my immediate surroundings. So like changing those sorts of scripts that are going on, not like shame script, because it's, it's the shame, The, the shame is what is driving the procrastination. And it, it, it takes up mental energy because what you're doing is like, you're trying to like fight against the shame. Okay. When I do this, maybe I won't feel it's like this. And it's like, it's not even necessary to be in the equation, but we, we put it in, we, you know, really thrust it in there. And that I feel like is probably the main thing that I'm hearing from what you're saying is like, there's a lot of this like subtle shaming based on, you know, well, someone told, you know, people are talking about, I can't be on the phone, but like, I like being on my phone and like, there's a lot of people there that I enjoy it, but I, I feel like I should be doing something else or doing this or, mm-hmm. you know, and it's all this stuff. And the thing is, is that we can kind of self-sabotage, like something about our brains and our souls, they're very good at protecting us from things we don't want to feel, you know? So we can sometimes like sabotage ourselves or like put ourselves in situations that are basically what they're doing is just preventing us from feeling the thing that would be freeing to feel, you know, it's like, right, right. Oh my God. Like we're so worried. We're so worried about the thing that could possibly happen that we're not realizing that we're in a moment that like it hasn't even happened yet. And right. it's so wonderful to be in this moment, you know? Yeah. It's yeah. It's when you say it simply like that, it makes it easy, but it's really hard. Like when you're in a spiral to actually snap out of it. But I think that that's like, for me, at least my biggest work, because I'm just so in my head and I'm such a sensitive person. So I'm not only just like so, so hard on myself and constantly analytical about everything I'm doing as well as like what people think of me, but also just like, you know, like a little bit codependent on my husband for what he thinks of me. Like just, I'm just like a fragile, sensitive person and my mind tends to go there and I really have to be like easier and more graceful with the whole situation. And like you said, a little bit more curious as to why I'm feeling this way and also set up like a different value system for me of what is important to me. I have that same thing. A lot of sensitivity. I used to be very, very, very concerned and aware of how people think of me yeah. And I think I recognized through, it just takes time, but I recognized I was just like, I can no longer live in a mindset or a belief that other people's opinions of me are more important than my opinion of me mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because, and it, it takes time, but that continued to be my intention because I was just like, you know, what helps with sensitive people too is sometimes all the feelings talk. It's like, sometimes what we need is just true, like black and white. Okay. So you can either, like, I tell myself this all the time. I'm like, you can either live in complete service of what people think and feel that sense of instability all the time, because it's always changing. It's always fluctuating. That's one choice. Okay. That's a choice. Or you can continuously redirect to how do I feel about this? What's my take on this? What's my, how do I want to feel about my time on the phone or my time with my family or my time? How do I want to feel in my work? And I continuously go back to that because I mean, 
also another thing is like women are absolutely taught to be in some ways pretty codependent on like what society thinks like, Mm -hmm. absolutely. I mean, we are constantly being told this is who you are Mm -hmm. and no matter what you do, there's probably something that society thinks you're doing wrong at all times. (laughs) Like you can't win ever. And I really noticed that because what I think starting from this conversation, like what is helped me so much was really taking the burden off of me that like, this isn't just me. This goes into this whole self-trust thing too, because I feel like sometimes when getting to, but like, what do I like? Or what do I want out of this? Or like asking yourself those questions leads to then like trusting yourself, you know, like, can I trust what this feeling is or, you know, so can you, talk a little bit about that and how we can get to like actually believing ourselves when we tell ourselves that we want something. Yeah. I don't know. It sounds so complicated when I just say it, but I'm sure that you can explain it to me. (laughs) No, it makes sense because we are having a hard time connecting to ourselves because we're inundated with so many different messages, so many different idea ideas. Like I mean, social media has so many beautiful things, but it also makes us, can make us kind of confused because it's like, well, what I am like, I'm trying to find a connection to myself. Right. And I think like, I think this all builds, it's like, um, self-trust and self-love. They're all like building blocks. Like you have to start with that curiosity, listening to yourself. Like there is no trust. Like you don't, when you have a friend who say they show up and every single time they don't even listen to anything you're saying. They don't remember anything. There's not, it's not a very good friend, right? I mean, you're not like, yay, sign me up for that person. Like right. so that person you're like, I don't even trust that they know if I'm speaking right now, you know? And it, we have to then look at ourselves in that way. Like, I think we're really disempowered from recognizing how much this needs to be built. Like it's a skill. It's a habit, like a ha- it's a habit to, mm-hmm. we build, we have to build new habits. Like it's mm-hmm. not this, Oh, I'm just like this. It's like, we no, I'm habitually <laughs> like this because, right. you know, I interpret something this way. I now have to be aware that I want to interpret it a different way. And like, you know, the, the basis of self-trust is really being able to find some way, some way, what, whether that's, you know, you're a runner and you spend that time with your thoughts or you love to journal, or like I said, the voice memo, or you have a coach, I don't know, but some way that you are able to listen to how you actually feel and not try to force all the answers at once. Like let that all build, like start with listening to yourself, start with that, that real intense curiosity of like, why, why am I doing, especially when you're doing things that, you know, don't feel good. It's very important to go, why is there this disconnect? Like, I know this will not make me feel good, but what is driving this? And yeah, you know, because it's really important. There's no other way. Like we want to have a different way, an easier way of like, well, I mean, I guess I'll just try to like strive and prove and, you know, make sure everyone at the event likes me, make sure everyone everywhere likes me. I never have to look at myself this. I get it. But really the most, and I, I mean, I say this from a very intense personal experience, 
but the most transformative thing is always going to be having that relationship with yourself where you have a safe space to be honest, where you're not going, you're not having something come up like, well, I'm going on the phone because maybe I'm a little bored right now. And you know, life can sometimes be boring, but I don't want to admit that because then what does that say about, but it's like, but life is sometimes boring, you know, just right. having this and it's sort like, of like not be judgmental about those things yeah. that you feel like that's the hard part is that sometimes if I'll ask myself why I then immediately will be ju- judgmental of myself. So like you said, I'll be like, oh, because I'm bored. And I'm like, well, why am I bored? Like my mom told me I should never say the word bored. Or I should never mm. feel bored, you know, and then you go in that spiral. But it's so true. It's feeling those things and saying, like, I'm human, like I'm going to feel those negative feelings. And that doesn't make me like a bad person. That just makes me human. And now let's hear a word from one of our brand partners. If you tuned in last week, you heard me speak with Tina Anderson, the founder of Just Thrive. The obvious big takeaway from our chat was that our gut literally impacts everything, weight, mood, skin, digestion. Because your gut houses up to 80% of your immune system, a healthy gut is truly the gateway to feeling your best. With Just Thrive Probiotic, it's now easier than ever to give your gut what it needs to thrive. Just Thrive's breakthrough award-winning probiotic is the only product on the market that's proven to turn your gut into an antioxidant factory. Yes, this probiotic actually produces antioxidants right in the gut. We talked about how your gut is like a garden and the probiotics can be like the fertilizer, meaning you get maximum immune, digestive, and total body health support. It's vegan-friendly, gluten-free, dairy-free, histamine-free, and non-GMO. And the best part, you can open the capsule and sprinkle it into any food or drink, like I can put it into a smoothie for Sunny. Just Thrive has been loudly endorsed by some of the big health luminaries on the planet, including me. This company is changing the game in the supplement industry. No fake marketing, no claims, just real scientifically proven results. So if you're looking for the best in gut health and immune support, choose the clinically proven award-winning power of Just Thrive Probiotic. Save 15% site-wide at justthrivehealth.com by using promo code WIT. Building credit takes time and patience. I found myself in a position recently with bad credit all of a sudden, and it was such a headache. Honestly, it was not fun, and it affected our whole home renovation process. You'll watch it on Renovation Station. But this leads me to asking if the piece of plastic in your wallet is actually doing enough for you. Because with the Secure Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card, you can start building credit with everyday purchases and on-time payments. This is something that I I wish I knew as a 20 year old. Credit is such a crazy thing to navigate and you don't realize how important it is. With Credit Builder, members can increase their credit history with no annual fees or interest. And having a good credit score can mean getting better car loan rates or renting apartments easier or for like us, getting a loan for our construction. So just bragging rights in general. Continue your credit journey with Chime. Sign up takes only two minutes and doesn't affect your credit score. Get started at Chime.com slash with wit. That's Chime.com slash with wit. The Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card is issued by Stride Bank. NA pursuant to a license from Visa USA Chime Checking Account and $200 
qualifying direct deposit required to apply for the Secure Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card. Regular on-time payment history can have a positive impact on your credit score. Impact to score may vary and some users' score may not improve. Now, back to the episode. We all have these stories, like I said, because that's a story, you know, like mm-hmm. that's what your mom said. So now you're like, well, what's wrong with me that I'm bored when she said boredom is like a sign of something bad, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. oh no, you know, oh, I'm, I'm caught up in this. And at every point we have like the two choices. Again, we have the choice to live our lives unconsciously and just you know, filtering everything through what our parents told us, what society told us, what it's still telling us to value, what to care about, who we are. You know, we, we don't know that we get to choose who we are because we're told constantly, oh, you're the, you're the good one, or you're the, you're the smart one. You're this one, you're this kind of person. Oh, you're this. And you're like, okay, my definitions are just a patchwork of other people's opinions, but where's my opinion in this? Where's Uh me? in this, you know, it's true. It's like when someone asks you to describe yourself and you're like, Whoa, how do I even describe myself? And then (laughs) if I were to do it right now, which I really don't want to do, but that would be a good practice. You would say the certain things. And then I'm sure certain ones would be based on like what someone else thinks of you. And then you really have to dig down deep to figure out like who you really are, but that takes work and consistency, right? Like I think a lot of what you do and like advise and especially in your book, Radically Content is all about like doing all of this consistently because without that, I think for me, that's when I get into like the self-sabotage. Oh yeah. I mean, cause yeah. I mean, I, I like for some reason, we're just so easy to veer off. Like right. we just, we're like, and, like distract. Right. We're just like, oh, I'm going to go down this mental pathway that makes me feel horrible about myself. But like, let me keep going, you know, and it's like, totally. why, why am I doing this? It's 3 a.m. Go to sleep. You know, right. like it's not right. important, but you know, that's what we do. We catastrophize and all of this stuff. And there's probably tons of studies to explain why we do that. But, you know, I just know from my like human nature of what I've witnessed and it is very important to be consistent. And I think you know, a lot of what I teach and especially in my book, I feel like it's really simple and yet we've gotten a lot, we've gotten really far away from simplicity. Like it's simple, but not easy. (laughs) You know, it's like some people make it seem easy. Some people don't, but like when you think about a routine and when you think about being consistent and when you think about then all the other factors that step into your life, like for me being a wife, being a mother, it's like, how do you even maintain consistency? And so it becomes the idea of consistency becomes so difficult that then you stray so far away with it that you're like, the chaos is fine. Like this is just what it is. And I'm okay with the imbalance, but it's, but yeah, it's just that consistency. What is what I really struggle with? Well, because here's the thing. Another thing is like with the consistency, what we're told all the time from, it's just so annoying, but like, we're constantly told that like, in order to be quote unquote successful, it's like, we need this like three hour morning routine of like, you got to meditate, you got to do yoga. Like I, I, I teach this, I have a course too called live with intention. And I also have this in my book, radically content that like, we often 
self-sabotage by putting too much on our plate and not being realistic enough with our time constraints. So it's like, instead of trying to do 15 self-care rituals that then stress us out and we don't even do them, but now we're stressed out because now we're thinking we can't stick with anything. Screw consistency. I can't do it. It's like, what about doing like one, yeah. <laughs> like one high impact thing per day that really has you return to yourself for like 10 to 15 minutes. I mean, when I started journaling for the first time, I was so inconsistent. Here's what I had to do. The journal, I knew that I at least was consistent enough that I was eating breakfast at the table every morning. Okay. So I was like, let me put this habit into my breakfast routine. So I put my journal always lived on the table to this day. There's always a black journal on our dining room table. So the journal lives there. So I have to stare at it every single day. There's a reminder that pops up on my phone. This was back in like 2016, 2017, a reminder on my phone would pop up and say, you have to journal, you know, at 8am, like it would pop up and I'm like, okay, so the journal's staring at me while I'm eating my eggs. There's a reminder going up. All right. So like, like I had to build it in as like a realistic thing, because the idea that here's what we typically do when we're trying to like start a new habit, we go, okay, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to exercise seven days a week for like two hours a day. Like we think if we really heighten it, we'll stick, we'll stick with it more. You know, we're like, let's make it really intense. Okay. I like, well, and, and then every single day, and then I'll get to it. Like I'll wake up at like three in the morning, I'll put my shoes on, you know, we're really intense about it. And we we're not even thinking like, do I like waking up at three in the morning? <laughs> do I want to wake up then? Is that the time that I would really like, is that something I'm going to stick to? No, we don't think like that. We think, well, you should be able to do this. Otherwise, aren't you a failure? You know, what's wrong with you? Right. We set ourselves up to kind of fail. And then it confirms the story that like you suck and you can't stick with anything. I'm not saying that's your story. I'm saying that's the story we tell ourselves. Yep. And then instead you can look at it and go, you know what? I really, really, the most loving thing for me would be to just be consistent with this one habit. Like I really want to do that. How can I set myself up for success? Okay. I'm going to put the journal right in front of my face. So I, I reminded every single day that like, I've made this commitment to myself. I'm not going to tell myself journal for five hours, but like a page two. who knows build the momentum, like everything that I've done. I'm like now the most consistent person I've written multiple books, like so many things I've made a course. I've like, I've done all kinds of things that I never thought was possible because I was so inconsistent. And it's because I really started with these small, small steps, like, you know, one time a week, do something, you know, like I, what started me writing again, I took two years off of writing because I was so burnt out. What started me writing again was writing a newsletter once a week on Friday. That's it. Not, oh, I'm going to do a newsletter five days a week and, and show up. No, like one day a week, I will stick with that. I know that that, and I made it like, I called it my Friday letters. So I like went to the coffee shop in the morning, which was a deviation from my routine. And I got my like, yeah, like special, you know, because I wanted to keep it instead of being like, if I had woken up every Friday, like, "Mm, all right, you're going to keep this because if you don't keep it, you know, that you're a failure, right? Like you're never going to be successful. Right. Or dreading (laughs) it. 
Yeah. Or dreading it, which is my new thing. It's like I've built all of these things that I actually really want to do and that are really cool that I've been able to do. But now all of a sudden I look at them as just like work and I like really need to reconfigure how I'm viewing it, obviously. But yeah. Yeah. And you can put you can either reconfigure how you do it or recognize like maybe this isn't what I want to be doing anymore and I'm allowed to change, or maybe this is something I want to delicate system yeah. needs to be, or the changed. system needs yeah, to change exactly. Exactly. because that's another thing. I feel like yeah. we don't let ourselves change like, or like reflect. We're always right. moving forward. We're never looking at like, wait, what's not working. And which is exactly what your whole book. And like this conversation is about is just about if we want to feel radically content. Like we have to be curious instead of like judgmental. And we have to be curious as to like who we are, where certain feelings are coming from and like be really respectful of ourselves and put ourselves first. And I'm so all about this messaging. I'm so inspired by women like you. And it's these types of conversations like this podcast has honestly become therapy for me. Like Mm. I get to speak to such awesome women like you. And then obviously I get to dig into a little bit of how I fit into the mix of it all. Anyways, thank you so, so, so much for taking the time to be on this. You've been so amazing. Where can everyone get your book radically content and find you and hear all about you? Yes. Thank you so much for having me. I loved this conversation. Oh, good. My book is at radicallycontent.com or wherever books are sold worldwide. It's also, you can find me at jamievarin.com and on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at jamievarin. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you loved this episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. I'd love to hear what you think and anything more or even less you'd want to hear about. Tune in every Tuesday for a new episode. If you want to know more about what I'm up to, you can find me on Instagram at Whitney Eve Port, my website, WhitneyPort.com, and my YouTube channel, Whitney Port. Peace in the streets.